Welcome back to Grit Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuara. It was Mo who was prancing amongst castles in Prague weeks ago, but now I am down under in Australia. I'm actually coming to you from the future. It is 1.30 a.m. local time in Sydney, but the show must go on. Very happy to join, be joined by my, my guys here uh, after the Christmas holiday and right before New Year's. And also you guys, the fans, for one last time in the regular season. Uh, after a 3-2 and two week 16, we've improved to 41-34-5 in the Las Vegas Super Contests. Uh, drawing dead to the cash, I think. Get, uh, do I got that right? We can't cash, right? I was just going off what you said. I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't really looked. What's a cash? Top 50, right? Yeah, top 50, which would be... Foo... Quick math. Yeah, but I forget... Is it 52? I, I forget how they do it, because, like, there's people tied for 39th place, but then there's people tied for 59th place. Well, it's the top 50 individuals. So it's the people that are tied for 39th. That's the mark that we would have to hit. Okay. Well, they have 48 points. And we have... Oh, you tell me you just said it. We're dead. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) We're dead. (laughs) We're dead. We have 43 and a half. Yeah. So unless... So that's within five. What are you talking about? We're not dead. We're dead. So unless... They just don't submit cards in front of us. Hey, you never know, man. We're, we're drawing stone dead. So so did you guys take into account game theory into no. this card, or are you just trying to give the guys winners? We're just trying or to pick winners s- this week because uh, yeah, we're, cause I, I assumed that we were just dead. So What he said. Just winners. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying that's, to pick that's winners every about. week. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie didn't even tempt the game theory feat last week. Uh, and alas, he went one and four. Speaking of drawing dead, or or not drawing dead, Donnie can finish last among our top five if he has a poor performance in week seventeen. And this mirrors last year, DP. What's what's going on? Why can't you finish strong? I honestly have no idea. I mean, if you look You're at like my card last scam. week, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't count my top five, my card was very good. But it's, it's it's one or the other. I either nail the top five and I suck everywhere else, or I'm really bad in the top five and I'm really good everywhere else. I don't think I've ever put together a complete card. You're just like your boy Scam. You give up at the end of the season when I do. You when don't have when a the chance. going gets tough, I just you know turtle, just run away. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Needed. Needed most top five. Four and one last week. He now takes the lead amongst us at 41-34-5, mirroring our contest submission. Uh, Donnie Wait, and I hold on a second. Are... I, this is like, why are you bashing me when it should be, What? why do you guys suck all season long? I might suck the last three weeks, but you guys are horrible all season long. That is much more of an indictment on the collective than me being bad at the end of the season. Uh, I I am a half game behind DP, and Brett looks like 
if I do some quick math in my head at 39 and a half points is uh, two and a half points behind DP. So it's not like we're leaps and bounds behind you or we're leaps and bounds behind you. Again, you could finish dead last this week. Yeah, but didn't you, you say week. last week that I was the only one better than the collective? Yeah, and now you're okay. So I, less than the. We collective. would be probably doing much better as a team. We'd probably be on the verge of cashing, or maybe cashing instead of drawing dead to cashing. If you guys held up your end of the bargain all season long. Wow. Specifically, Brett. Wow. Shots fired. He's he's not wrong though. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to say that I, I think that it's good that we've been right around fifty six percent both years, like total. So. I mean, that's a winning record. We got lucky last week. We, Given our individual top fives, we should have finished somewhere near two and three as opposed to the three and two record we posted. Uh, home dogs, a bit of a bounce back last week, going three and two against the spread. Uh, and our majority picks bounced back last week. We were seven and three against the spread with majority selections, which... I guess just the order in which we ranked them was a bit off because uh, it did not reflect well in our top five. So uh, up to 53.7% when three or more hosts are on a side, and that's over a basically a one-season sample. So pretty, pretty well done from the collective. Let's move on to the last week of the regular season, week 17, and we will start with Mo the clubhouse leader, who has a consensus pick at number one. It's a home dog. We love our home dogs. Who you got? You know who I got. It's the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Man, oh man, do I love this side. How on earth is EJ Manuel a road favorite? This is the one that I was telling you guys I was six points off. I caught this at Jets minus three, I think. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't see why a Buffalo team that, man, if there's one team you can count on, I think, not bringing an ounce of effort this week, it's Buffalo going on the road, quarterback benched and coach fired. Like, the only people I see playing hard are the QBs who are trying to, um, who are trying to audition for jobs. Uh, I'm guessing Cardale and EJ Manuel are going to be preparing pretty hard this week. But other than that, everyone else is already thinking about the golf course. The team's drawing dead, the coach is gone, and their fearless leader, who actually played pretty well this year, Tyrod, is sitting on pine. So I don't see how EJ Manuel, I've watched EJ Manuel, he is so bad. <laughs> he is so bad. I'm with Brett. If 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 the Bills want to play for the future, just throw Cardale out there and see if he's any good. I mean, EJ Manuel is bad. He's really bad. This was in everybody's top five, save for Brett. Brett, you had this right in the middle, at an eight out of sixteen. Uh, any hesitation here with uh, Gangrene at plus three and a half at home? Yeah, there's just so much uncertainty here. I didn't I didn't know what. To do with this game really because is is you say the bills have nothing to play for and they're they've already phoned it in 
the Jets are in the same situation. I mean, there was a lot of dissension in the locker room last week with Brandon Marshall, that halftime speech that pissed off his teammates. Are the Jets going to show up this week either? I mean, I don't know. I wanted to put the Jets higher because it's definitely the right side, but there's just way too much uncertainty for me to put it in my top five. Donnie, you uh, slammed your keyboard there. Sounds like you got something to say. I just want to say that the the Jets have the one guy who's going to care above and beyond everyone else on that football field on Sunday, and that is Ryan Fitzpatrick. That guy cares more than anything about what people think of him. He went on that rant earlier in this year about how people don't believe in him and all that sort of crap, and now he has his chance. Um, you know, it wasn't really his choice or anyone's choice because Bryce Petty got hurt, but he does have his chance again to come back in and uh, audition either for the Jets to keep him or for another team to take a flyer on him for next year. He's going to be the one guy that cares more than anyone. And like Mo said, EJ Manuel is so bad, so very is, bad. Is it possible we see Hackenberg this week, though? Or is this just going to be <laughs> we need, that's, that's where we need, we need Rich here with his uh, – Jets inside info. If we see Hackenberg, all bets are off. That's another yeah, thing I was considering, too. That's the biggest concern is if Hack gets into the game, but I don't think Todd Bowles has any interest in playing him outside of an injury from Ryan Fitzpatrick. And to be honest, I don't think that Bowles dislikes Fitzpatrick at all. So knowing that, I mean, let's just put it this way. If Fitz doesn't put down good tape this week, he's not going to have a job in the NFL ever again. Uh, maybe as he'll get in camp as a backup somewhere, but he's getting up there in age. He's 34 years old. He's put up together some horrific games this year, and if you really sit and watch the tape last year and see how many interceptions were dropped, like it's not really that impressive. So, I mean, Fitz might not even be holding a clipboard next year if he can't go out and you know put up some yards and some points against a, a lifeless Bills team in a spot where they just lost their coach and their quarterback has been benched. So I think Bowles will give him that opportunity uh, as sort of a player's coach. And I'd like to think that the defense is incentivized here to take advantage of good old Edge Manual out there having no idea what he's doing. Bonuses, turnover bonuses, I don't know, sack bonuses maybe are a thing. And uh, I, I mean, agree to be honest, with uh, the fifth take. As a Jets fan, I we find a way to lose, right? <laughs> I yeah. want to keep the fifth. I want to keep the fifth pick, but I don't know how sharp the Jets organization is. I agree with the fifth take. Uh, he's definitely playing for his career, and uh, we called this last year. We knew the whole whole time. We called this coming into the year. Blow up was coming. He was horrible last year, but put up respectable stats, and it was all a joke. So, Jets will certainly be on the card. We will keep it in the AFC East and go down to South Florida where Donnie has a game that's in everybody's top five. (laughs) Who who you got here, DP? I got the Miami Dolphins plus nine and a half against the Patriots. My Patriots. So, I mean, it takes a lot for me to do this, but this line is... This is the line I've been talking about for the past day that I think is insanely wrong. I was off by seven points on this line. Call me crazy, but I just there's just no way that this line should be anywhere near 10. It's out of control to me. I mean, 
unload your mortgages, your your college, your your kids, uh, you know, funds for college, anything that you have on this game. I just I have no. Like what? What is nine and a half points? Can somebody explain that to me, please? Seriously, I don't understand it at all. I mean, I capped it at seven and a half. Why wouldn't the Patriots be minus double digits at home against the Dolphins? Because it's a divisional game, and Miami has something to play for, much more to play for than the Patriots do. What are you talking about? What do they what have to play place? for this week? What do you mean? What is Miami, Miami playing? Miami's playing to get the five seed, which is infinitely better than getting the six seed with the way the AFC uh, playoff race is set up. Going to Houston, and that? Then going to Houston, and then going to Oakland versus going to Pittsburgh and then going to Kansas City. What do you want to have? Or, How sorry, is that more to... important? How is that more important than home field? Because the this Patriots is... are always going to have home the Patriots, field anyway. Because the Patriots are going to have home field when Oakland loses in the first round. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oakland's going to lose anyway, so the Patriots could lose, and it's not going to make one ounce of difference. Yeah, you, think the Oakland's winning, you think Oakland's winning a, f- a playoff game with Matt McGloin as the quarterback? Get out of here. Yeah, why not? I, I don't think that's too crazy. Because their offense was their whole team. Right, but one thing that they'll actually be able to revert to now that they actually have a quarterback with two hands under center is that they can actually get under center and run the ball instead of playing purely shotgun. I, I think counting out the Raiders right now is a bit foolish. Well, I think, that's foolish. I think that's foolish. Yeah, if look, if they had like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of like guy who has been around and like made starts in the NFL... I would say that I would be on board with you, but they have Matt McGloin. I mean, this guy has never done anything. And let's not forget that 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 the Patriots pretty much suck when they go down to Miami at the end of the year every year. Miami's won because the last three don't games have there. To play for last year, they had something to play for. They had home field advantage to play for, which cost them the chance of even going to the Super Bowl because they had to go to Denver instead of being at home. They screwed that whole thing up. So don't tell me they didn't have something to play for last year. They had something to play for. Spoiler alert, they don't beat Denver at home anyway. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, Brett, obviously, the only person who has the other side in his top five. Yeah, you guys. the nine and a half. I, I don't with, understand why you guys are that. How do you, how do you cap this at three and a half? That's insane. I cap this at six, so I think this line's well off, too. I mean, I don't really understand how the Patriots can be minus 10 on the road. This is a message game for the Patriots. The Patriots are clinch. more the Patriots are more at home versus the Dolphins than they were against the Jets last week. I mean, it, uh, I mean, it's like this. It's well, the same line, and the Jets are so bad, so very bad. Well, yeah, with absolutely nothing to play for. Well, I'll agree with there. There's tons of line inflation here because they just covered a massive number. And look, I have the Dolphins in the top five in my top five, so I, I think I think they're. A great side this week, but Adrian. I don't think we can just turn a blind eye to the fact that New England can go down there and win forty-two to seven. Like I don't, I don't think I think taking that out of the realm of outcomes is uh, is a bit foolish. No, because they're going to have to put don't... up forty-two points in the first half, and they're not going to do that. Because if they get up by a lot, they're not going to put Brady in the game anymore. Because they're not going to risk injury with that. This isn't this isn't a put up fifty points game. This is a get the lead and sit on that lead. Yeah, but if yeah, but if it is a big what's, lead, what's Belich- What's Belichick's track record in sitting players, though? If I recall, they always play a full half, even when they have yeah, but first yeah, but he does he up. he he quote unquote sits them in different manner. Like if you want to look at the Miami game last year, Gronk played, but they never threw him the ball. Like he was just out there. Okay, that's like his way of sitting a player. 
is kind of just putting them out there and never going to them or never using them. I don't know. The I, Patriots. I, I, go ahead, Mo. Um, look. The Patriots have no real reason to, you know, go that hard in this game. And they haven't played a real football team in a month, more. I mean, the Dolphins Isn't aren't. it more of a reason to actually play a playoff team and <laughs> they, go strength for strength? They aren't any great shakes, and they are not what I would call a good team, but they're not a bad team. And the Patriots have been playing really bad teams. The Patriots last in the league in strength of schedule, 32nd. The Dolphins second to last in strength of schedule, 31. So, I, I don't know. I, I Again, I think the Dolphins are the right side here. But I, I think, again, the, Dol- uh, the Patriots could just go out here and, and blow the, the Dolphins' doors off. And I wouldn't be one iota surprised. And if that's the like, case, and, and, the, and the Patriots do jump out early, the Dolphins are just going to pull their starters anyway. So it's not like we're worried about yeah. a back door here. Right, and we're also it's, talking about Matt Moore yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's like... The, the Matt best Moore's been lighting it up, man. What are you talking Stop about? Stop it. Look who he's played against, against. Against who? Against who? I don't even remember Tanny who Hill is the first abysmal. game. The Bills last week. <laughs> this is the, also, the Jets. You, also, you say that the Dolphins play the Patriots so tough. In the last 21 meetings, the Patriots have won 15 of those games, so I've gone 15 and six, and in those 15 wins, they have an average margin of victory of 17 points. So, I mean, if if that's contending with the Patriots in the modern era, I guess it that you can say that they play them tough. Okay, well, whatever, we'll whatever. Throw that out the games that are in Foxborough. First of all, that's half of those. Okay. Okay. And, and I mean, recent history: the, the Dolphins have won the last three meetings down there. Well, I mean, what do you want me to say? That's the last three seasons. At Miami. And everyone the, said, everyone that. tells me that Miami keeps getting better and better and better every single year. Well, use your eyes, I'm not man. saying the not Patriots aren't going to win this game, and I think the Patriots are going to win this game pretty easily, but I'm saying covering nine and a half points, that seems insane to me. Pretty well, easily? Gonna, yeah, if you think they're going to win, quote, pretty easily, then you're, you're on the wrong side. Why? Winning by seven is pretty easily. <laughs> no. Why? What, it, Winning by, if you win by seven, if you're up twenty-four to ten, and Miami goes and scores a late touchdown to make it twenty-four seventeen, what? Do you, why is that? It's not pretty easily because you get a backdoor cover. Do you think the Dolphins score? can win this game? Yeah, I do think the Dolphins okay. can win this game easily. I don't know. The, the again, think the Dolphins are the right side, but I think <laughs> I think I could turn on the game. You know. Monday morning here in Australia and see that the score is 42 to 7 and not be one bit. Scared. I also wouldn't be surprised if Miami jumped out to an early lead somehow. Say they get up, I don't know, 14 nothing, 14 3, and Belichick just says, all right, the hell with this game. We're not going to get anyone hurt. That's not happening. Uh, yeah. I, Matt Moore. Like, well, no, I'm, just, I'm saying that's Matt not Moore happening. That Belichick would do that. Why? Why wouldn't Belichick do that? He's not going to get Brady hurt. He's not going to get Edelman hurt when they already have no Gronk. He's not going to do that because sort of thing. The, he wants to clinch home field. I mean, and I think if he any, has it, home field clinched, as far as I'm concerned, we already talked about he, that. Okay, could tell him if, that. If 
if if anything, the the Patriots, their entire strategy is going to be to score as many points as possible early on, and then rest their guys, which then puts Matt Moore in negative game script. But uh, we shall see. Uh, Brett, we will go to your number one pick now. This is a side that I thought was really obvious, uh, and I don't know. I, I had to move them down, but I, I like the side. I don't. The other two hosts have the other side. This is split right down the middle. Tell me uh, which home team you're uh, you're laying four and a half with. Yeah, right? I got the Colts minus four and a half. I think this is going to be a blowout. Andrew Luck at home against Bortles on the road. Just to update, Bortles now two and nineteen career on the road, and we are in week seventeen. This guy's probably already surfing or whatever he does in the offseason like there's no care for this guy anymore you can see it on the sidelines you can see it in interviews i just i don't see the jags showing up for this game and andrew luck a leader he's gonna want to finish the season strong frank I, I i think this is gonna be a frank gore game just run through this defense 100 yards he's gonna hit a thousand for the season this is gonna be a roll show for the colts i i think this this line should be at least seven yeah, didn't the Jags just win their game last week and they're done? Yeah, it's I don't over. understand how you guys their season's click Jacksonville. Over. Yeah, their season's over. I clicked Jacksonville guys... because uh, of the same thing that we just talked about with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I believe is is a narrative here for, for Blake Bortles. Without Gus Bradley, Blake Bortles is playing for his job because Gus Bradley was a security blanket that always put Blake Bortles as a starting quarterback. Now he doesn't have Gus Bradley to fall back on and protect him and say, yeah, this is my guy, this is my starting quarterback. The coach that comes in there isn't likely going to want Blake Bortles unless Blake Bortles shows out for these last two weeks. He did pretty well last week. I mean, he didn't put up a ton of touchdowns. He had one touchdown, but he threw 325 yards and zero picks, which for Blake Bortles, that is a big achievement, okay? And now I like to see him come out again against a crappy defense in the Colts and have another really good performance. The difference between Fitzpatrick and Bortles is that I don't think Bortles cares. He's got his money. I don't think he gives a fuck. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just I'm just looking at the very small sample size of what we saw last week, and it seemed like he did all right. Yeah, and I don't think that was at home. Any, any, and I don't think any coach is going to go into Jacksonville and pick Blake Bortles. I, I think Blake Bortles could throw for 800 yards this week. Yeah, but Blake Bortles no has the only chance he has is to say it was Gus Bradley, it wasn't me. Give me a chance. That's the only chance he has, and he can't even make that case unless he has two good weeks without Gus Bradley. That's all I'm saying. So as small as the chance is, that's the only chance he has. Mo, what you got here? How did you uh, how you come up on clicking Jackson? I mean, this is just two bad teams with nothing to play for. So I'm taking the points. I don't think you can tell Andrew. Stro- I don't think you can I tell Andrew that Luck that he feeling. has nothing to play for. I think Andrew Luck just balls out every game. That's that's the one thing that held me back from yeah, putting but this game higher is that Andrew Luck is he's just going to go out there and just play his face off because he's Andrew Luck and that's all he knows but how to that's, do. That's every game anyways though. The rest of the team always sucks anyways and Andrew Luck just goes out there and does work. So in, in that sense this will probably just be like every other week. Colts have quietly climbed up to 11th in offense DVOA 10th in rush offense DVOA Frank Gore is such a beast that offensive line is finally getting healthy. I I think this is a total roll show. The only reason I didn't have the Colts ranked higher is because I was scared of the the public number and kind of I guess a little game theory creeped in the back of my head. And I also wanted our our last card of the season to be pretty sharp too. Uh, and I think 
the the Colts are, are, are a pretty easy team to click. So I think they're going to be very popular in the contest, but I think for uh, for a very good reason because uh, I think they're going to just destroy Jacksonville. My number one pick is another consensus pick. I've got a home dog that I think can play spoiler. We're talking about guys who are going to go out there and play their hearts out. They could be 0-50 and go out there and, and give it all. I like the Chargers a lot this week at home, plus the six against the Chiefs. They can play spoiler against uh, their bitter division rival for some seeding purposes here. I mean, Phil Rivers, the guy, if he was down 50 in the fourth quarter with an 0-50 record, he'd still want to be in the game and still be chucking the ball and trying to amount some massive comeback. There's been a narrative here that, uh, that Brett's focused on the last couple of weeks over on Fantasy Wire with Antonio Gates. If he reels in two touchdown catches, he can uh, pass Tony Gonzalez. You know, Chiefs, Tony Gonzalez, there's that. So I love the number here. I love the plus six. I love the chart. It could be their last home game in San Diego. A lot of narratives here. Uh, I like the Chargers a lot. Donnie's got them in his top five as well. Uh, Moe's got them right outside. And Brett's got them in his lower tier. Uh, Brett, what are your uh, what gives you pause about San Diego here? I wanted to like them a lot more. Uh, I like them in this, this like the uh, the last home game narrative last year. Uh, I think it fell just outside our top five last year. I don't think there's going to be the same motivation there was last year because they've already done it. I think it's the right side, but I just I thought there were better plays this week. I I think the Chiefs could just win this by 20. Mo, resident Chefs fan, what do you got on this game? I've had this game circled for weeks. You guys know this. <laughs> I've yep. told you guys this. I've had this circled as a loss for weeks. Uh, last game in San Diego, uh, if these guys don't circle the wagon and come forth with a good effort, I'll be amazed. Um there are a couple of problems. One of them is that the Chiefs have quite a bit to play for, of course. Um, the other one is I'm starting to get a little worried uh, lately that it's uh, it's kind of just everyone's just treating it as that it's over and the ship has already sailed because uh, they had to, like, pipe crowd noise in against the Raiders because there were so many Raiders fans coming to that game. Uh <laughs> Uh, maybe they've just like given up and and people have abandoned ship and i could see the players coming out and just like looking into a crowd desolate sprinkled with red and just calling it a season like i could to- totally see that if there's just nobody there but uh if if they pack the house and you know are getting crunk for the last chargers home game then uh yeah just fire chargers money line DP, our biggest Chargers fan. You know it. Add? Not only are they in my top five, Rich, they're my number two. I agree with everything that you said. Uh, Mo, just just one short thing on the, the crowd noise. San Diego is one of the worst sports cities from a fan base in the entire world, ever. So it doesn't matter if you know they pack the stadium or not because San Diego is not used to packing the stadium. Those fans aren't real fans. They're never going to come out there and root for a team. The narrative of Philip Rivers, the narrative of Antonio Gates, the narrative of having their last game in San Diego, I think is the thing that we 
we should really uh, lay claim to here. I just I I don't see any way, shape, or form that Philip Rivers is going to roll over and let his team just roll over to their bitter division rivals. Um, even if they don't win the game, I see this being an absolute battle. All the Chargers games have been very, very close this year. Um, yes, the Chiefs do have a lot to play for, um, but you know, I, I, I feel like in, in a way they might look past this game. You know, not that they have another game you know next week uh, that they need to you know focus on as they would like in the regular season, but just look ahead to the playoffs where they're going to view the Chargers as okay, it's Week 17, Chargers have nothing to play for, we don't have to try so hard. That sort of mentality going into this, um, you know, could really bite them in the ass c- come this game. Because I mean, you know, Philip Rivers is just a total gamer. He's going to be out there slinging from till that final whistle, like Rich said. You guys remember yeah. last week when they lost to the Browns? <laughs> that that happened, guys. Yeah, but I think that that helps us get this plus six. Yeah, but that was within well. six points, man. All the Chargers games are like, what are they? Two and three point games every time. I didn't get to see a single second of football last week. Did the Browns play well, or was that just no? The, what char- the Chargers are awful. Chargers blasted it off. <laughs> the Chargers did the Chargers thing. The only football I saw last week, I saw the first three quarters of Ravens Steelers, and uh, I was walking around Sydney afterwards because I was like, "Oh, this game's over." And we got Wi-Fi someplace, and I opened up the ESPN app and I saw the Steelers won. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess that happened. I guess that comeback happened. Yeah, that was Chargers blasting it off. Good for the Browns. Congratulations, City of Cleveland. Although, that uh, that ruins their uh, 0-16 parade, which is... Uh, which, I, that doesn't make... That game didn't make any sense to me. Why are the Browns even trying to win the freaking game? Because they don't want to go 0-16. Yeah, but Tell that's the players, so dumb because the at the players. time, at the time, the, did, weren't the 49ers losing so that the 49ers could get the number one overall pick? You can't yeah, tell these players, players to won't lose. Right. Yeah, but you got these players, these players need these, to understand these, that if 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 you have a contract for more than three years, Nani, these guys aren't going to be on the team next yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They don't give a fuck. They're not playing on the next good Browns yeah. team. They're not going to be in the league next year, these guys. Yeah, but I don't think anyone, I mean, at least if I'm a coach of another team and I'm looking at a player to evaluate him, I'm not looking at week 16 when his team is 0-15. I might look at that. Of course pl- you are. That's the, that's the best time to look no, at No, I might look when at that player not- and say, like, if you didn't buy into losing, then the hell with you. I don't want you oh on my team because you're not going to buy into God. things. I'm just saying. That's, that's your worst take ever. <laughs> if, if you, if this is literally amazing. your worst take ever. If somebody's 0-15 and they're balling out at outside linebacker, that's the guy you want on your team. Okay. Because I, mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because there are bigger pictures here to worry about than the little picture. But and we're talking, we're talking about the difference between the first pick and the second pick. I mean, come on. Right. Right. Yeah, but that that can be a lot. And I'm not necessarily talking about the draft pick itself. I'm talking about being able to, to flip that, how other teams view it. To recap, our number one selections. Moe's got the Jets plus three and a half. Brett's got the Colts minus four and a half. Donnie's got the Dolphins plus nine and a half. And I have the Chargers plus six. Let's get to some Lone Wolves. Everybody has at least one lone wolf. Brett and I both have two. We already touched upon Brett's Patriots lone wolf. Let's get to the other one right now. Uh, despite the line movement, despite Doug Martin going to a rehab, 
after a four-game suspension for substance abuse. Brett is laying the six with the Bucks. Granted, it's in his lower tier. Uh, scam quitting in this thread? What you got, Brett? Yeah, scam quitting and the Bucks still having something to play for. And obviously, they don't have a uh, high chance of making the playoffs, but they're going to try to win this game at least. So that that's kind of what I built into my pick here. Coin flip territory, don't really have a huge lean either side. I don't love the line movement, of course. It's down to four and a half now, but uh, uh, I, I don't really have a strong lean here at all. But uh, I would take the Bucks. I kind of love the Panthers in this spot. I just feel like six is a lot of points. And I don't know how much you can get a very young team to buy into point, what is it, 0.0002% chance to make the playoffs. Mo also has the Panthers rather high, and uh, Donnie has the Panthers in what would be coin flip territory. How are those, uh, wait, first, how are those odds even real? Like, what has to happen for the Bucks to make the playoffs? There's like seven or eight results. Literally. Everything. <laughs> like, and, seriously, and I think everything. a couple of them have to be ties. Do you want? Do you, I'll read uh, it to yeah, you. I have it ties. up. Right, I, I'll read it to you. I have it up right now. So right, here we go. Tampa Bay clinches the playoff berth if they win. Washington ties. Green Bay loses, and then Tampa Bay clinches the strength of victory tiebreaker over Green Bay. So they need a Washington tie against the Giants and a Green Bay loss. Oh, that's not that crazy. On How top is that of point zero zero two percent. Because that's, the tie no. is insane. I know. I know. I know. But. Yeah, Washington needs a win anyway, so a tie. Wait, did, is Washington in with a tie? They need to win, right? Wait, sorry. Okay, so it's 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 a little bit more than that. So they 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 clinch the strength of victory tiebreaker over Green Bay if those things happen. But in order to clinch that strength of victory tiebreaker, the following teams all need to win: Tennessee, <laughs> Indianapolis, Dallas, and San Francisco. Now we're talking. All right, yeah. On, so as part of that last piece of their puzzle all these other sub things need to happen and all of those teams are probably not going to win i mean if you are a hardcore bucks supporter i mean even if you're the owner of the bucks just bet the parlay right i mean if you're going to get into the playoffs if that's even a thing that's possible you know get the million to one odds you're going to get yeah, just money line parlay. Tampa Bay, Detroit, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Dallas, and San Fran. <laughs> and then and, and then, then when your team a... goes to, and then when your team makes the playoffs, you will have enough money to buy tickets to the Super Bowl because you Yeah, you'll go to every game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll be able to captain the Raymond James ship uh during the Super Bowl parade. Uh so that is Brett's other lone wolf. Mo uh, man. Mo's taking, I mean, I guess... Speaking it's just, of the 49ers. You, you don't have a fiber in your body. You're taking the 9.5 with the Niners at home against the Seahawks. I feel like this is like the Patriots last week. Nobody's going to click Seahawks, and I think that they're going to win by a million. What you got here, Mo? I actually, part of me wants to love the Niners. <laughs> um, no Earl Thomas. I mean, aren't the Niners going to put up points on this banged-up Seattle defense? I and then Seattle, so. another devastating injury uh, last week. Uh, this team is really hurting. Um, I could I could totally see the Niners making this a game. But, yeah, it's just really hard to actually rank the Niners high because <laughs> you just look at 
that word Niners and you just want to delete it and change it to whatever the other team is. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do kind of want to love the Niners, though. It's so sharp. Too sharp for own good, some might say. This is way um, too sharp for own good, though. Yeah. And the line is Brett 10 had the now, ha- so whatever. Yeah, line is 10. Brett had the Hawks, but as an absolute coin flip it looked like, and touted Colin Kaepernick yesterday on Fantasy Wired. Uh, Donnie, of course, had the Seahawks at in the middle of the pack at an 8. I also had them at an 8. I just think it's it's a... It's a spot where Seattle has to try, right? Because they won't know whether or not yeah they can still pass Atlanta. For something. Correct. They don't know if they're and, and they play at the same time. They actually play Atlanta. a half an hour earlier. Oh, that's even better. They play they, their means, game is at four, and the Atlanta game is at four twenty-five. So they need to really just jump out to an early lead. Yeah, I think that makes me even even like Seahawks minus nine and a half even more. I, I want to believe in the Kaepernick narrative, right? He's always, him and Seattle have always been a thing, and that banged up Seahawks defense does make me interested at least a little bit in uh, the Niners, but I just think the Seahawks are going to come out here, try to take care of business, try to get that home field advantage for at least uh, one round plus the bye. Because they're just such a different team at home. So getting a divisional game at home would be huge for Seattle. Um, and, and let me just say one thing. I love Paul Richardson. So while I think the locket injury is huge, th- that guy is a special player. I don't think there's very many humans in the league that are like him. The, you know, the Tyreek Hills of the world. Uh, he's, you know, he's, got that, he's got that Antonio Brown thing to him where he just... He's pretty untackleable once he has the ball in his hands, but you know, P. Rich is is not a bad player, uh, and I'm I'm ha- I'm gonna be very interested to watch him play a bigger role in the Seahawks offense. Uh, let's keep it with DP, who's got the Washington racial slurs in the middle of the pack. He's laying the seven and a half. Now I understand that the Giants. Don't have anything to play for. Uh, they may give their backups a bunch of burn. They might uh, bench guys like Janoris Jenkins who are dealing with injury. But seven and a half seems like a lot, DP. What are your thoughts here? My thoughts are just exactly that. The Giants have absolutely nothing to play for. They are locked in at the number five seed in the NFC. And the Washington Redskins have absolutely everything to play for. I mean, they have to win this game to have a shot to get into the playoffs. I just, just I mean, they could get in, uh, I believe, if there's a uh, some some other stuff happens. If they tie and, you know, the Green Bay loss and so whatever. But that's not going to happen. They need to win here, and then they need to the Green Bay-Detroit game that uh, to not end in a tie, um, which, is, which both those teams should just tie if they were smart because then they could both get in. But... Um, yeah, uh, I just I just have to go with the fact that one team has everything to play for, one team has nothing to play for. If I'm the Giants, I'm you know resting a bunch of guys, not really playing them at all. Specifically, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. I don't need those guys to to do anything remotely close to getting hurt. 
Um, you know, I wouldn't even have them on the sidelines in pads. I would just have them hanging out there in street clothes. <laughs> I mean, there's just, I mean, those two guys are, if, if the Giants do make a run in the Super Bowl, you know, behind the defense that's been playing better this year, uh, hat tip to Rich for calling that very early. Um, those two guys are the ones that need to be healthy. So I just, I wouldn't have them out there at all doing anything against a team that absolutely needs to win. Donnie, the only person with really an opinion on this game, we all had the Giants, but nobody had them higher than a six. So, anybody have any real reasoning behind taking the seven and a half? I would have taken the Redskins if it was seven. I just like the number. So McAdoo's, uh, McAdoo might be dumb enough to play his guys. He's been claiming <laughs> Wait, well, hold all on. Week what do you mean is. might be dumb enough? <laughs> He's been claiming all week he is. But I, I think, I think that. As dumb as McAdoo might be in that regard, I think that Eli would be like, I'm the hell with this, and just, like, not care. And, like, just hand the ball off and do stupid stuff to, to avoid actually playing. Do you know what I mean? I think he realizes, at least. I mean, the Giants losing helps remove the Packers from the playoffs, right? If you if they if the Redskins win, then the the only way the Packers get in the playoffs is by beating Detroit. Yeah, that's another I thing. So if correct. you're the yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um I think wow, that the they Packers should totally can still tank get in. in that case. That's what I mean. 100%. They they should they should tank this game. They should just not even show yeah. up. They should be like, guys, sorry we're not showing up, you win. <laughs> yeah. They should they should just put out a bunch of rookies and practice squad players. <laughs> right. Yeah, one yard cloud of dust. Punt. I didn't even and, think about that angle. And and McAdoo, you know, comes from the Mike McCarthy tree of coaching, so I don't think he has he has any interest in allowing the Packers to make the playoffs. <laughs> so uh, I have two lone wolves. One, I I have no idea what to make of this. This is my very last pick. I laid the six with the Steelers because I just I can't click the Browns. Can't do it. It's not. Not my my the fingers the fibers the nerves of my body they can't fire the correct neurons for me to click hover over Browns and click the mouse anymore. Should have done it, it last just week. Can't happen. Where were you guys last, last week? week? Last week was the week, Mister Colson. You, you were spot on. I don't. I what it Fitzgerald Toussaint. I don't care. At least the Steelers have pros. <laughs> what, what, what pros on this offense? Where are the pros? Landry the Jones and Zach Bettenberger. Yeah. It's Eli if Rogers and Kobe Hamilton. There you go. Legends. Legends of the game, actually. Are they all confirmed not playing all the starters? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm Xavier, just, make, I'm just making sure because I, I tried to quickly look it up this morning and I couldn't find it. And I just know that Tomlin is a total blockhead and that guy would definitely play as starters because he's just he's an idiot. As bad as the Browns Xavier, are... Yeah, they're not even this bad. Like, who are these? Steelers? I love the Browns. Yeah, me too. Start Xavier Grimble's bust right now in Canton. <laughs> Come on, guys. What's going on here? We don't have the Browns. I'm. I'm I, mean, I kept got- ticking them down because I'm worried with the fact that I feel like their only motivation for this season, after they were like 0 and 11, was just to not go 0 and 16. So now that that's off the table, they should just lose this game and just get the number one seed and the hell with it. Or the number one pick, they sorry. Sh- they should, got, but they won't. Brett's got the Browns right outside his top five. Mo has the Browns as his number two pick, and Donnie has the Browns in his lower tier. Why do you love the Browns so much, Mo? I think this is a great spot. It's 
It's Browns starters against Steelers backups. So I mean, backups come on. versus back. So backups versus backups. Right, and yeah. the Steelers are at home, so they should be minus three. Pretty simple, but they're minus know, six. I don't know, man. This is a total throwaway oh. game. The Steelers are just going to line up and try to get out of there healthy. That's it. They're going to give Fitzgerald Toussaint twenty-five carries and Love get out of there. The Win Browns. or lose, who cares? Pile the Browns, guys. <laughs> what about uh, two team teasing the Steelers? Steelers at a pick? No. 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 Brown, the Browns might win this game, for. yeah. Yes. Landry Jones is awful. Like, he's La- awful. If they had Landry a QB Jones, who was Landry somewhat Jones decent. Pl- playing for a starting gig next year, he's though. so he is bad. A, yeah, no, but you can't play no, for a starting gig when you're not going to let you throw the ball. Like, you have yeah, to go so far off the reservation for him to actually drop back and pass in this game. Why? That guy's never being a starting QB. If Tomlin has so an ounce bad. of a clue, he should take sixty knees in this game. There should be no. There should be doing nothing. I don't know. I think Todd Haley dials up, dials up some plays. Landry Stop. Jones, Stop. To Xavier They're Grimble. scouting playoff opponents. <laughs> I just, I, I just can't click Browns. Uh, my other one. I'm surprised I'm the only one on this side. I'm taking the six and a half with the Saints. Same theory as the Chargers. I understand it's different because the Saints are on the road. Uh, Atlanta's been awesome at home. But in a game that's probably going to have zero defense, uh, I'm very happy taking six and a half points with a team that can put up 40 points. Drew Brees and the Saints. I mean, they went to Arizona a couple weeks ago and dropped a 40-burger on them. Now, Arizona's been a little hot and cold, but then Arizona goes to Seattle and completely shuts down the Seahawks' offense, which I guess has also been hot and cold. But, I mean, Breeze can just step into uh, the Georgia Dome and do whatever he wants, and six and a half just seems way, way too high for me. Uh, Falcons potentially playing for nothing uh, now that I'm armed with this additional information that they're starting 25 minutes after the Seahawks. No, 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 no. Um, That's wrong. They don't do that. Every game starts at 425 for a reason. No, what? I thought it was four. No. I think Brett's right. Every it's, game starts the same yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say something earlier. I forgot to, but I, I think all the games are lined up at either, uh, yeah, 325 for me or noon. They, they don't do that with this week because they, they make sure if two teams um, – they are 425. Like if, if a team needs I another team's results, yeah, they, they make sure that. that they start at the same time. Yeah. The thing that I like have saved move. was from the week was from before they switched it last week. Like so are they'll the, move so are some the, West so Coast. So are the Bucks, are the like Bucks so, playing uh, at the same time as all eight of those games? No, the, bu- yeah, like the Bucks play at one. East Coast games to West Coast times to make it so it, it lines up. They should just make the... Uh, the Bucks and Panthers play in each time slot. Like they play once at one o'clock. <laughs> they play one they half play at four o'clock. Well, they they <laughs> can start. They could start with the first half at like two thirty, and then they can yeah. they can go over into the, the you know the second half will be when the other games are going on. Love it, absolutely love it. Uh, so yeah, I just think six, six, six and a half is too much uh, in the spot where Breeze and company can play spoiler. Uh, two bad defenses, a lot of points. Uh, none of you were very high on the Falcons, save for Donnie. This is your squad. 
You know you it. Had them right outside your, right outside your top five. Talk to me. I mean, I, listen. I was on the Atlanta bandwagon. I said I was on it way back in, in right before week six. I, I think they have they have a lot to play for here. I don't think the Saints. I mean, you compare it to the Chargers, and I, I just I don't know. I mean, listen. Maybe two three years ago, I would give Drew Brees that same sort of credit, but you know, as a Philip Rivers. But I I don't know. I feel like he's at the tail end of his career. He's done his winning. He's got paid the big bucks. I just kind of see him just you know moseying around, just going through the motions out there. I don't know. Call me crazy if you, if you don't think that's the case, but that's kind of how I view it, and I view the the Falcons just being a super high powered offense that's that's motivated to win this game. Um, and yeah, I just I mean, the line it was what six and a half in the contest. It's already it's up to seven and a half, I believe, when I checked before the podcast. So um, it's moving in our favor here. Um, I like I like the Saints or sorry the Falcons to be able to put up a lot. I mean, they put up forty five in the Saints uh, in New Orleans earlier this season so this isn't a lone wolf what do you mean uh did i did i blow it way to go rich who else has the saints i have falcons oh what do you mean yeah every we all have falcons Falcons. rich has saints way to listen to the show mom (laughs) sorry i thought donnie was the only one with falcons you were saying they were his team so no i was the highest i think he said correct yes way to listen to the show (laughs) You gotta hit that. Go to that thirty seconds back button, Mo. When you listen to this, and you know, listen clearly to to what Oops. I was saying. A quick aside here: if you're if you're a team like like the Falcons here, you know, and, and you're somebody who's you've had your thing with the the fake crowd noise or whatever, aren't you just like having a power outage for like a half an hour to see where the other games are? Like, aren't you just? Aren't you, is that isn't that what you're doing? Like, hey, cut the cord, like shut the lights off in the dome, that sort of thing. Delay the game for about a half it, an hour. I wonder, I wonder how much it costs to get Beyonce for halftime. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what I was paying attention to? Rich, you need to make some phone calls. Why does Quincy and Nunwa have me blocked on Twitter? What? That's the what most amazing thing I've guy? ever heard. <laughs> I'm on this the Jets. Is, this- this is a really on, random Quincy? aside. This is this is a really random aside. Why were you even you? looking at Quincy Anunwa's Twitter <laughs> account right now? One of my friends to... sent me. I think Quincy tweeted something about the Huskers today, and one of my friends messaged it to me, and I clicked on it, and it told me I'm blocked. <laughs> I can't wait. Why you do you probably can't threw wait. so much Husker shade oh, on I him? I can't wait. Oh, I'm going to Twitter advanced search right now. This is a great derailment. Wow. N U W W A R A H. Call your Jets, uh, people, Rich. I figured so, I, I figured Quincy would be a guy who just like keeps it hood on Twitter, and he'll like come at you if you say something bad about him. Not just keeps, click, not just click the block button. That's something yeah, I think I'm on the Cam Jets Newton all would do. This click week. the block. Come on, button. Quincy. Keeps yeah, I, that that does hood. seem Cam Newtonish. Keeps it hood, he said. Well, didn't you see what did Todd Gurley a couple weeks ago when that guy was like said something and Todd was like roll up that was keeping it roll hood. up you know like that's something I think Quincy Anunwa would do be like alright let's go roll up <laughs> say something okay there was nothing from Mo to Quincy Anunwa's account now I'm just searching for the word Anunwa nothing nothing engines <laughs> wow that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> why would he search for engines because if there Mo, if Mo be... is tweeting yeah. from his phone it would autocorrect to engines no, but what I'm saying is, why would Quincy Anunwa know what engines means? Only us three people, four people, right, yeah, that's know fair. what engines means. That's fair. 
So Mo, you've never tweeted at Quincy Inunwa, and you've never tweeted the word Inunwa. No, nope, I don't know what I did to that guy. I'm a Husker, <laughs> Quincy. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> you've got the heart of one too. All right, let's try Quincy. Was there like was there like an actual like right. real life altercation or like you know you saw him at a party been, and like you, you know you didn't give him a beer like I, something? It could have been all, all right, the I fire bow stuff. I got something for Quincy. Uh, here we go. December twenty eighth, two thousand fifteen. So last year, when you live pretty much last under, year to the date. Yeah, when you when your live under loses because Quincy AC hits a fucking three at the buzzer. So nope, not Quincy and Unwan. Quincy AC <laughs> in this threat. Yeah, I don't know. It could be Fire Bow. Maybe he was looking up Fire Bow. I could, could see be. that being the case. Here, guys, here's what we need. Okay, Firebow we need yes. we need all of our fans to tweet at Quincy Anunwa and ask them why he blocked Mo Nuara. That's yes. what we need. It is just, so let's go, people. It's just, it's just at Quincy Anunwa, Q-U-I-N-C-Y-E-N-U-N-W-A, Quincy Anunwa. Yeah, why did you block Mo? And then just the hashtag heart of a Husker, please. Do it. I would love to see that from our fans. Uh, so to recap, Lone Wolves, I've got the Saints and Steelers, Donnie's got the Redskins, Brett's got the Patriots and Bucks, and Mo has the Niners. Oh, I want to make one more point. Uh, Drew Brees is playing for something. Uh, he is currently the passing leader in the NFL, so he's going to want to maintain that to win the passing crown once again. And if he throws for 250 yards, it will be the, man, that's nuts, sixth time he's eclipsed 5,000 passing yards. So, something to play for for Drew Brees down in Atlanta. Uh, well, if the we total's were... any indication, he's going to throw for a lot more than 250. Yeah, yeah that's for damn sure. Highest uh, total of the, the year, I think. Speak, Yeah, 56. Speaking of the fans, DP, you, you've, you've got a shirt to give away before we reveal the card. I do have a shirt to give away. If you guys remember a couple weeks ago, I tweeted uh, something with a picture of some shirts. I said, if you retweet it and follow us, we will be handing out a t-shirt every week um, to one person that did so. Uh, this week with the Week 17 shirt is Sean Nigren, at Sean Nigren on Twitter. Uh, so Sean, we will hit you up. We will ask you to DM us your shipping address, uh, and we'll get the t-shirt sent out to you um, as soon as we can. So you will have it. We're gonna slide into those DMs, bruh. Yeah, and there's some funky shit that goes on in our DMs. Let me <laughs> let me tell you. And as for the contest, our contest, uh, what do you think we're gonna do there, DP? We're obviously gonna take your Week 17 picks, good fans, and then I guess this time next week when we uh, start talking playoffs, we will be doing playoff episodes, despite there being no contest. Um, yeah, just like last guess- year, we'll. You know, just make sure that people don't, you know, don't forget about us here at Gridiron Gamble because, you know, the contest is over, but the podcast is going to still go on for a few more weeks all the way through the playoffs right. like normal. Um, but, yeah, so we'll we give it, we'll announce. just, we'll have to live draw it, I guess. We'll do a, you know, you'll have to cue up a drum roll or something. All right. I don't know. I'll still be in Australia, so. Oh, great. Sound Questionable. In post, but I can have a. How's that? I want to, I want to, I want an Australian mm-hmm. drum, please. An Australian drum. I don't even know what that is. 
I'm sure. I'm sure you can like an Google ab- it. Like an Aboriginal drum? Is that what we're, we're talking about here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Come on, an Australian drum. Figure it out. All right. All right. How about we figure out the card? And there will be drum rolls here, but that's because the magic of editing, boys and girls. Our number one pick, to no surprise, it is the New York Jets, plus the three and a half. Uh, Pretty obvious this was getting on the card. No surprises here. Plus, you always need Moe's number one pick. Always need Moe's number one pick. That is a true statement. Moe is an astounding 12-3-1 with his number one picks this season. Uh, we got Fitz, Fitzmagic on the card. Potentially Christian Hackenberg on the card. Love it. Our number two selection is the San Diego Superchargers plus the six at home. Again, no real surprise here. In uh, two of our hosts' top fives, and Mo had them right outside his top five. Pick number three. This is our third consensus pick on the card, but one we have not discussed yet, and I was the lowest on it. Uh, I, I wanted to love this side, but I don't know. I stuck them at the bottom, but you guys came through for me and stuck them, all of you stuck them, in your top five. It's the Broncos minus one against the aforementioned Matt McGloin. You guys love Denver in the spot. I mean, who, the, who the, loves them the, the defense most? is going to destroy the Raiders. But why? That's all why they have they to try? play for, and th- those guys try so hard. And they're, but why? The, why? Because that's because there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of pride on this team, on this defense especially. Uh, no, there's there's yeah. only pride on the defense. Okay. Yeah, de- <laughs> I, I, I had to clarify yeah. that defense. But they have they have more pride on that defense than than five teams have combined in the NFL. Pick any five. I mean, the the Denver defense. They're fighting their own team in the locker room. I mean, good. That they is, should be. They no, I know they be. should be, but that is an evidence of how much pride they have. Don't tell Aqib Talib and all those guys to not have pride. I mean, there's no way. Just there's Rich. no way. But what are they it's playing Matt for? Matt McGloin on the road. What are they playing See, for? See, in this in this Matt situation, McGloin I think that they're, the... they have a, a. I mean, it's it's basically bragging rights to play for, but the defense can always look at this season and say no. You guys lost the, the season for us. Yeah, they're at the going offense. for the shutout. You know, they can always say it was your fault. It wasn't our fault. Which they already started they, saying that a couple weeks ago when they were fighting in the locker room. Yeah. They're going to want to send the Raiders limping into the playoffs. That's how they see it. <sighs> Over 62. under two picks for Matt McGloin. 62% on Denver. Why can't the Raiders just run straight and win? I mean, Because unlike last time, okay, they ran straight last time successfully. Denver, Denver 26th. On, in rush defense, yeah, DVOA. But this is and a again, lot different. And again, this is a nothing, lot nothing to play for. Completely yeah, it's a, it's a lot different. Denver has nothing to play for. They had they Derek already Carr on the, golf course. on the other side before, so they're worrying about Derek Carr. They don't have to worry also, about Derek Carr anymore. And they're also planning to make the playoffs last time. Now they're just trying to get 60 minutes without getting hurt so they don't have to rehab all offseason. Raiders aren't going to score more than 10 points. That's a promise. <laughs> wow, a promise. Yeah, the problem is the Broncos won't score more than seven. <laughs> yeah, they might just get three. Is this the week for the Raiders' defense? I don't know. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't count Broncos. in this case because the Broncos <laughs> have no offense. Why wouldn't Paxton Lynch start this game? 
I mean, yeah, he should play every snap. The same thing as Cardale Jones. Yep. He should play every snap. All right. Number four. I love number four. A fourth consensus pick. A third home dog. We love L.A. Rams plus six over the Cardinals. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Arizona. Arizona wins their Super Bowl last week in Seattle. And now they get a cushy Week 17 game against L.A. They're already pretty much on the golf course. And we get a, we get a cover with, uh, with the Rams. This is a brilliant spot. I'm so glad you guys bought into this Rams team, too. I, uh, Brett, I haven't you, bought into shit. Yeah, you were the lowest. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not buying you into Jared Goff. This guy's terrible, man. He could totally give this game away. I don't. It, the Rams are completely the right side. I get it. But Jared Goff could throw this away. As he's, you had this higher than the Chargers, though. I, I didn't like that one much either. Hmm. Six points is insane. I mean, the, it's just... It's, the it's Cardinals the are 12 the, at home against the Rams. Yeah. The Rams the always play as, anyone in the division very good. The only thing that they have to play for is beating a division rival. Uh, same line as the Falcons earlier, a couple weeks ago, was six, and the Falcons are demonstratively better than Arizona. Yeah, I yeah mean, considering they waxed Arizona. Yeah, yeah I mean, they look, there's, there's a lot of line value here for sure, especially after the win last week, but it's it's golf. That's, that's my... That's what's holding me back from putting the Rams higher is Jared Goff. Don't you just let David Johnson like have a week off from fifty touches? Not when he's got he could catch for a thousand yards, right? Is that that's still in play? No, I mean it would take like a hundred and thirty yards. Uh, you don't think so that's possible? It's possible. It's not that likely. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't you give your guys a rest if you're the Cardinals? I mean, geez, well, you should sit David Carson Johnson. Palmer before that guy breaks in half out there. But I the would Rams just let him actually, play. Let him break in half. <laughs> the Rams actually need to come out and play because they need to like, you know, give reps to their guys and develop golf and shit. So I just see the Rams having more of a reason to come out and and play some focused football. But yeah, I mean, it always makes me nervous clicking the Rams at this point. But I do like it. Very on brand. I'm very happy we have a quarterback as bad as Jared Goff on our card. <sighs> I mean, we well, we have some legendary quarterbacks on the card so far, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and let's round it off in fashion, then, with pick number five. No, it's not Matt Moore, but it's just as bad. Carson Wentz, minus four. It would have been better if we had the other quarterback in this game, Mr. Mark Sanchez. Uh, but we were laying the four with the birds. Uh, we have been awesome with the Eagles this season thanks to the Thursday night cover uh, we are four and one when selecting the Philadelphia Eagles uh, and let me get this correct I think the, we have a diverging stat though because we were one and three when picking against the Cowboys but of course this isn't the same Cowboys team they have literally nothing to play for they will be resting their players we believe Again, Sanchez starting. Why is Antonio Romo getting reps? Getting any reps here? I don't understand. Yes. Can anybody explain it was, that to me? No, it was reported this morning that he will split reps with Sanchez. Yeah. Well, 
I don't yeah, think he reasoning... can get reps is because what if he goes out there and just like lights it up? Then there's a big issue then, again. Then the whole narrative. I think their main reasoning stop. was uh, they wanted to preserve his health for his trade value, right? Yeah, that that would make sense. But you also need to be able to break in case of emergency and like if Dak gets killed on like a read option play, you gotta be able to stick Romo out there. Yeah, and I want to see that he's and still he's got to be able. To... Right. I don't know if I, I I look at Romo like I looked at the Tom Brady situation in the preseason where I don't think that he needs the reps to stay fresh or whatever like if you need to break the glass in case of emergency i think romo is perfectly fine to be able to go into the game how do you know that he hasn't played in a year and it's not like his injury is something like i mean it depends uh, how you're viewing him don't don't view him as the expectation of him coming in and being tony romo view him as an expectation of coming in and being your backup quarterback which is what he is and in him romo coming in with no rest for however many games is much better than any backup quarterback in the league. That's that's very true. Like if you but if you think he's going to come in and just be Tony Romo, then you're you're insane. Well, yeah, he'd already have been the starter if that was the case. Well, yeah. Uh, Eagles weren't very high across the board. Brett had them in his top five, but for the most part, they were around the middle of the pack for us. Um, Brett, what was your thinking here with uh, Philadelphia? Yeah, I love the Eagles at home, man. They're just miles better in that stadium. And even though they're they have nothing to play for here, they're not going to want to lose to the backup to the backups of a division rival. You know, Carson Wentz wants to finish his rookie season on a positive note. I th- I just think this is a blowout. Yeah, that Eagles defense continues to play awesome. Doug Peterson uh, and company, uh, Jim Schwartz, obviously the Geppetto of that defense is. Played phenomenal. And Sanchez back in Philadelphia where he blew dicks <laughs> all over the place. Uh, you're going to, there's some guys that uh, that had to play with uh, good old Marky Mark on that Philadelphia squad. They're going to be out for blood. Uh, the, the bubble games were the Dolphins and the Browns. So, God, the Dolphins should have, be on the card. Donnie and Mo both angry. <laughs> yeah, I love those sides, but man, I, I can take, I can deal with this Eagles. Uh, yeah, I should probably have had it higher, but I was a little worried that they might play their guys. That's the only reason I ranked it, like for a half anyway. But it sounds like they're probably not gonna play. So if if they are saying Romo's gonna get snaps, then that probably means uh, it's gonna be all backups. I'm guessing. So here is the card. We've got Jets plus three and a half, Chargers plus six, Broncos minus one, Rams plus six, Eagles minus four. That's right. Eat your hearts out. We got Fitz, Simeon, Goff, and Wentz. How you like me now? That is sexy. Bunch of legends under center. Speaking of legends, give these guys a follow on Twitter. We've got at Brett Colson, C O L L. S-O-N, at Donnie, underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Don't forget to send Quincy a Nunwa tweet to <laughs> unblock Mo. And like we said earlier, uh, this is the end of the regular season, but we'll be back next week to talk about the wildcard matchups, uh, and we'll do a weekly show leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, until then, best of luck in all your betting ventures. 
See you next week. Peace out.